नहीं 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 एक्चुअली मुझे He spent more time in his room. I didn't notice that sign. I missed it. I thought I checked in on him. I did every day. How you doing? I'm fine. Okay, I guess you're fine. I didn't realize that fine meant I'm not fine. But how many times do we talk to our teens and say, "I'm fine." They chose I'm fine for a reason. It's hard sometimes. You know, it's hard to know what the balance is. With my kids, sometimes I make a smaller deal out of things that my wife makes a big deal about. Right? Is there is there like a rule of thumb or draw the line? Well, I can't I can't draw the line for you, right? I can't draw. I wish I could because I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an expert. I'm a guy who lost his kid, who spent the last year and a half trying to figure out why. Those of us with teenagers and those of us who've seen teenagers a lot, how do you talk to them? Well, I can tell you what they want. What they don't want. What they don't want is you to burst into their room when they're watching some video on YouTube and say, "We need to talk." That's the wrong time to talk. That's when they say, "I'm fine." They go, but they all have that time when they'll talk to you. Maybe it's driving in the car when you take it to school, when they're walking the dog. I can tell you though, it's also inconvenient because I know all the times that Ryan came up to my office because I work from home and said, "Hey, Dad, can we talk?" And I said. You know, dude, I just on a call, 30 minutes. I'll be right there. And I'll, how many of you done that? I don't know which one of those times, if any of those times, was the time Ryan wanted to come up and tell me how he was really feeling. It was my wife's birthday, so we, her and I, headed down to Mexico on on the 20th of March. We got to Mexico, and I'll always remember this because the night of the 21st, we were having dinner, and our phones went off at the exact same time as 11:03, and we each had a text, but it was Ryan. Basically saying, "I love you," and then he said goodbye. I freaked out. My wife was screaming. I got on the phone. I called my mother-in-law, who was looking after the kids. I, I, I'm like, "Find Ryan!" I'm yelling at her, and Kim's yelling at Kyle, and she's running around the house, and she finds him. I've never felt more helpless in my entire life. All I wanted to do was be there and save him, and I couldn't. What would you tell people who、uh, would tell you it's not your fault that I'm responsible? There's things that if I had done differently, Ryan would still be here. I wouldn't be standing in front of all you guys saying. Please learn from what I didn't do right. And I wanted to see if there was like something I could find—a letter, or some a notebook, or something. And I start going through drawers, and I open it up, and it's empty, except for two sticky notes. I pulled out one said, "My usernames and passwords," and, and the other one said, "Tell my story. Tell what happened from your eyes." So that parents are looking at their kids differently, and I traveled around the Pacific Northwest in California, talking to a whole bunch of parents and a whole bunch of kids, and I researched the heck out of this. The stats are staggering. So for me, I'm going, why? What is it you think that you would change going back? When I look back at Ryan, I showed up this way. The CEO, CEO coach, Iron Man, black belt, author. If there's a problem, I fix it. Kids never saw me cry. As far as they know, I never did. 
I've failed at 13 businesses. I've almost been bankrupt three times. My wife and kids never knew. I protected them from hell. At least I thought I was protecting them. I thought that's the way I should be that. And then what did my 14-year-old son do? He looked at me and said, This is a real man. That's the way a man and a father is supposed to be. And so he showed up that way. Ryan was the class clown. Ryan talked all the time. Ryan came home from dinner and told great stories about how things happened, about his bully, and how he verbally trounced his bully and thought it was funny as heck. He never shared the fact that he had any problems. He had lots of them. Because he thought that that's how he's supposed to show up. And I regret that. What would you teach fathers to basically help them talk with their kids? First thing you do is you listen. You listen to how they feel and make sure they know that you care. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on at school? Have you ever felt sad? You ever felt mad? You ever felt anxious? And you understand that how they feel is how they feel. You can't fix how they feel. And this is what we as dads do. We fix stuff. How many times has your wife said to you, I don't want you to fix my problem. I just want you to listen to me. That's hard for dads to do because we want to protect our kids. When we go into overprotection mode, when we protect them every time they fall, so they can't fall, then what do they believe when they become 14, 15, 16, 17? They believe there's nothing wrong that's ever going to happen. We create kids that do not have any resilience in their lives. I want to do a little exercise with you. Close your eyes for a second. I want you to think back to when you were 12, 13 years of age. And I want you to put up your hands if you were ever bullied. Put up your hands if you ever felt like you weren't happy with your life. If you ever felt like you weren't as cool as the other kids. Leave your hands up for a second and open your eyes. All right, now put your hands down. Put up your hands if you ever thought that you would go ahead and share those deep, dark, painful moments with your kids. Yeah, I didn't. Because I was like you. But I wish someone took the time to talk to me and tell me I might need to change. Had I been more vulnerable with my own kids to share with them, like, yeah, you know what? I was bullied and I was bullied. I didn't think I had a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of friends. I never shared any of that with my kids. You could say one thing you want, what do you do? If I could say one thing to Ryan, I'd say I'm sorry. I'd say I'm sorry I didn't see it. I'm sorry I failed you as a dad. I'm sorry. I'm a lot more open now with my kids. And you know what? I have a lot deeper conversations with my kids now than I ever have. Alright, so what do we do now? Everything's only going to change if we change. The world's only going to change if we decide as parents that we're going to make a change. And we're going to make a change if we all decide to be that person that our kids want to come talk to, that our kids feel safe with. If we tell our stories and we start to have real emotional connections with our children, that's when the world starts changing. You can make a difference with your own family. I'm making a difference with the family I have left. I would love it if you all told your story. 
I'll tell my story. I'll tell my story. So this video uh, is about a man, Jason Reed, who is on a mission to eradicate teen suicide by 2030. Uh, well, this is a very uh, sensitive issue and a very prevalent one, especially during these times when the when a person or an individual is going through a lot of ups and downs in life and he or she is not able to understand his emotions and even express it at times. These things keep on adding to a level that the person really succumbs to the thoughts as well as the, uh, you can say, the pessimism going on in his or her life. So looking at the data, which will which is going to scare us, the figure says that close to 8 lakh people die due to suicide every year, which is one person every 40 seconds. Yes, you heard me right. One person every 40 seconds. Suicide is a global phenomena and occurs throughout the lifespan. Effective and evidence-based interventions can be implemented at population, subpopulation and individual levels to prevent suicide and suicide attempts. There are indications that for each adult who died by suicide, there may be, there may have been more than 20 others attempting suicide. Suicide occurs throughout the lifespan and is the second leading cause of death among 15 to 29 years old globally. So this podcast is an attempt to mitigate the cases and also bring a change in the lives of people who are left with no hope. Thank you.